friends and a warm welcome to the Slow Living Collective. This is a podcast about slowing down, living seasonally and embracing an intentional life. So introductions, I'm Amy, I'm a 30-something mum of two, homemaker, home educator and allotment gardener and these podcasts are love notes from me, sharing the things that I sometimes need to hear myself as well. In these episodes, I'm going to delve into what it means to walk a different path, to stepping outside societal norms and embracing all the beauty that it provides. From educating our children outside of the school system, living in a small home by choice, surrounding ourselves with a life of intention instead of living a life by default. I welcome you to come on this journey with me and open your mind to maybe a different way of living. I hope you find what you're looking for within the words of these podcasts and I hope they speak to you in your own unique way. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Slow Living Collective. I am so happy to have you here and I am so happy to be back on this podcast. I know I seem to say it every week but it is always fun for me to take a little break in between episodes like every 10 episodes I schedule a break and it's always fun for me to take that break to rest recharge and just come back with like a little more oomph like I love doing these podcasts it's never a chore Uh, I wish I could get myself into a bit of a better routine with that but you know it is what it is. I always get one up in the end and that's the most important thing but this week I want to talk about my allotment and I want to talk about preparing for another growing season. I want to talk about growing. I want to talk about gardening. And I want to talk about why having my allotment, having that little plot, how it has been such a game changer for me, for my family, for my mental health, my physical health. And yeah, I just want to delve into all things gardening because we are deep in the trenches of January and sometimes in this physical season it just feels like all of those things growing and gardening and everything they're just so far away and it's that sort of time of year for me as well this is my second January on the plot and it feels like hope like that season is coming it's not here yet last frost dates are really really far away but it definitely feels like it's coming and so I have plans for the plot this year different plans from last year so I want to kind of just talk over I just want to chat I just want to chat about my allotment is that okay guys because I just love it so that's what I'm going to do today so um if gardening isn't your thing I think you'll still get a lot out of it because I'm going to be talking like like I said mental health physical health and I don't know maybe you might find that you're a secret gardener too because I I was the teenager that was like, no, gardening is a no from me, I'm afraid. Even through some of my 20s, most of my 20s, if not all of my 20s, we had this joke in my family that I would do like one day of gardening a year. And that was my my one day. I would sort of, you know, help my mum in the garden. And that was it. Once my day was done, that's pretty much it for the rest of the year. And so, like you can imagine, you know, here I am all these years later and uh have my own plot and have to keep that going and it's funny it's it's hilarious how things change so maybe if you're not a gardener yet maybe you will be so just listen along and it 
If nothing else, I might be great background noise. So this year on the plot, I have big plans, different plans. And it's interesting because year one on the plot last year, I went into January, like raring to go, like, let's get going. Let's get, how soon can I start planting my seeds? And, you know, I I still feel that excitement now uh, because, you know, the first thing you think of when spring is like kind of in the offing is like, when can I get planting my seeds? When can we do that? But I mean, I live in a house that has a lot of windows and it is still such a struggle for me. There is so much natural light in this house, but you know, it doesn't matter how much natural light you've got. The daylight hours are really just not long enough yet for for almost everything. Now, I'm going to start my loofers towards the end of the month, I think. Um, I had a, a great, exciting season last year where I started growing loofers. Um, and I want to... I want to do that again this year. It was really difficult to get them started. Um, well, actually, no, it wasn't difficult to get them started. Actually, getting them to germinate was very easy. But um, so just, you know, in the depths of winter. But they need such a long growing season and they need a lot of warmth. And so that was difficult. But, you know, with everything else, other seeds and stuff, I'm I'm not going to start them as early as I did uh, this, last year. Um just because, you know, what ends up happening is you can, you know, even at the, even when it's the right time for the seeds, right? If it says like, oh, you can start planting from May, I'm sorry, March was what I was actually thinking, not May. Um, You know, you've still got, you know, the daylight hours are still not quite there. You know, you end up sort of raising very fragile seeds that, you know, you might end up losing some of them. And if you can just hold off and wait a little bit longer, I know it's not easy. I'm not saying that I'm any good at it. But if you can hold off and wait a little bit longer, then you might get like a better thriving plant. But that being said, I did have a wonderful, wonderful time on the allotment last year. I have always been, always, I started this podcast episode by saying I did one gardening day a year, but for a long time, since certainly since I lived here, which is six years, I have been a balcony gardener and something that I have been incredibly passionate about is that you can grow in any space you've got any space and I have a balcony that is about one meter by four meters so it's four meters length and one one sort of deep and uh, I've been growing on there for six summers but I'm not going to grow on there this year this is going to be my first year where I'm going to commit to not I'm not going to not do anything, but it's not going to be my main growing space. So last year, even though I had the plot, I did a lot on the balcony. It was like plant central out there, especially because I was obviously raising seeds for the allotment. I had two little greenhouses up on my balcony and, you know, it was constantly like shuffling things around and it was a lot. It was really a lot. There wasn't much space out there at all. My balcony is a wonderful space. We're south facing, so sun all the time. Very, very, very hot in the summer. Um, actually very difficult for the plants in the summer because it does get where where I live in Hertfordshire, it the temperatures get very 
warm in the summer and on that balcony it is just relentless like I can't even sit out there all day so I don't know why I'd expect most of my plants to so I have been thinking about this season compared to last season because obviously both seasons I've had the allotment and I've obviously been balcony gardening for all this time and like I said, you know, I love the balcony. I 100% believe you can actually grow an incredible amount in what is a really small space. And you just have to be smart with it and just figure out ways. There is so much information out there. Maybe I will do like a whole episode on allotment gardening. I should make a note for myself. Last year we had this wonderful, wonderful season on the plot. We had a really good season as well on the balcony and I was pretty much dedicated when we got the allotment that, I, you know, I'm going to stay doing gardening on my balcony, I'm going to do both. But actually what I found over the course of the last year is that I enjoy, I enjoy all gardening and I really enjoyed growing for the allotment and I enjoyed spending time at the allotment and sometimes that was with all of us as a family, sometimes that was just me and the kids, sometimes that was just me and you know some of those times when it was just me were lovely especially because you know last year um you know I still had a baby you know he's a toddler now but I still had a baby and um breastfeeding I am breast I'm still breastfeeding him now he's 18 months old and you know so it was uh, a situation I guess where I was you know constantly attached to him and had been for a really long time and I love breastfeeding don't get me wrong I absolutely love it I'm incredibly incredibly grateful that I I get to do it just because I've experienced a feeding experience with breastfeeding the first time round that didn't didn't work out and left me with a lot of grief and trauma so I am incredibly incredibly grateful that I have had a different experience this time round but those of you guys who breastfeed will know that it is a lot sharing your body with another human. Like I shared nine months of pregnancy with this human and now we're 18 months on from that and I'm still sharing my body and it takes a lot. So those moments where I was able to get away, get to the allotment, just me and not just be about boobs and feeding and breast milk and things like that was really, really nice. And obviously, you know, this year he he takes less breast milk, we feed less and so I expect that maybe I'll be able to spend even more like stretches of time there by myself which I'm really looking forward to um, and so yeah it's just going to be it's just going to be nice it's going to be um, a good season on the plot uh, so one of the things that I thought last year was I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I took over the allotment in October 2021 and it was, so my plot is, I think, about uh, 15 feet wide and it's around 70 foot long. That's just roughly. Um, so it's sort of long and narrow. I really like that. I like how it's set up and it feels nice and um, one of the first things we did having two children you know just a two-year age gap my daughter was two when we got the allotment and my son was uh, 
five months old and so one of the first things we did was put a fence up not because I didn't want people to think you know that I was going there and staking out my claim this is my territory but more that I had this space where you know I had a, a two-year-old that you know she likes to run she still likes to run that and so it was important for me that I had a space where I knew that she was safe and you know that will continue with my son as well now he's walking just a space where they're just you know they're free but within limits because you know I don't want them running away but I also don't want them you know running over other people's plots and things like that and you know the whole place is um, a learning environment for us we home educate so um we'll obviously be teaching them that that's not what we do but you know it's not that simple as you if you've got children you'll know it's not as simple as like we don't run on other people's plots end of you know it's a learning process so we're learning that all the time and so it felt right to me that we had this sort of like little fenced off area and so we do we fenced around it with um just a low fence like we can step over it and that has helped really helped keep them within the confines and they also understand then what the boundaries are because you know allotments they they are hickledy pickledy and they look you know it's like green space everywhere they don't know what the confines of our plot is without that guidance so that felt like the right thing to do for us and at first so the person that had been there before they had like a double compost heap um, which was in the middle, which didn't feel like that really worked for us. And they had, I believe that the people, um, my allotment neighbours, didn't really know too much about the, the person who had the allotment before me. So in that sense as well, it's nice to be able to sort of go and have a bit of a fresh slate. So the person before me did some incredible growing actually like when we inherited it we inherited some amazing cabbages they were huge far bigger than what I have achieved in the last year um and there was potatoes there uh what else was there there was kale there was beans I can't even remember now how bad is that oh lots of squash um pumpkin and so but we had this idea on how we wanted the plot to look and how we wanted to make it workable like and uh, the person before us had just literally like worked in rows and like that's great but you know and a lot of our a lot of my neighbors do work in rows like that but for us we wanted sort of like more beds um to make it easy to tend to but also we wanted this sort of again a definition and a boundary that the children can see like this is where we grow and these are the parts you can walk on and that's very difficult this time of year because the whole place is like turned to mud but uh, we have um like ground beds rather than raised beds although we are start i'll get to it i'll get to it we are going to do some raised beds but um, yeah, we liked that boundary. I like the idea of having, you know, space that I can sort of kneel down and, you know, just do some weeding, tend to the plants and things like that. So that has, um, that really worked for us. So we pretty much took the plot from how it was, you know, we as we sort of harvested some of the stuff that we were lucky enough to inherit, we then were able to see the plot 
as a blank canvas um, once everything was pulled up and you know in the depths of winter everything has died back as well and it just honestly looked like a bit of a muddy grassy mess and so all we really had from top to bottom was grass mud and this little compost heap in the middle there was no shed no greenhouse nothing like that and so it really was a blank canvas for us and to that like I know it must be nice to inherit like a well-worked plot that's sort of well-defined but also it was really nice having a blank canvas it was a lot of work <laughs> a lot of work so one of the first things we did was move our compost heaps and we knew at the time when we moved them which was this time last year um January 2022 we moved them to the far end of the plot and because that just worked better you know being in the middle of the plot although I guess you know easily accessible from all areas whereas you know if you're doing something at the at the opposite end of the plot you've got quite the walk and I don't yet have a wheelbarrow it's it's on the list but um yeah so we decided to move it to the far end uh, for many reasons firstly to get it out of the way we we knew where we eventually would like a shed and we wanted the compost heap um, up the other end I don't know why there was no real reason for that but the other end of the plot where the compost heap is, is in direct sun all the time, constantly. So it's got that heat, so it will help compost. But we we managed to make some good compost in the last year, to be honest. Um, but it's something we want to sort of like ramp up. Um, so we have just redone our compost area again, which I'll talk about in just a minute. And so we were able to move that, then we were able to start like marking out where the beds will be and you know as time went on we were able to dig over the beds, you know I know there's some discussion between whether that's the right thing to do or not, whether you dig beds, whether you do no dig and we decided for last year um that we were going to dig beds we were going to sort of have them marked out we were going to have them in the ground rather than as a raised bed container gardening kind of situation and so yeah we marked out some beds we had about i can't remember whether it was seven or eight beds um in length sort of like from the top to the bottom of the plot um, and one long one that ran from the top to the bottom down the side and we were able to we put in a little stone path which was something I wanted I wanted that sort of like little definition I guess we were able to pick up some free slabs off marketplace and so that was fantastic um, so we didn't have to pay for that and yeah we marked out the beds we I sort of made a plan rough ideas on, on where I wanted what and then just as the season went on you know more and more things sort of came about I was able to obtain a free six by four shed that was amazing I paid for a smaller storage shed as well which is an absolute mess and I tend not to unlock it so that is on my to-do list for this this coming spring is I'm actually going to move it as well so I'm going to have to empty it so maybe that will encourage me to sort of clear it out and it, that's just got stuff like we've got some chairs in there Um, we bought some little garden chairs for the kids I've got like uh, cloches and things like that in there like yeah it just I know it's going to be full of big spiders and so I'm just avoiding it and as time goes on I'm sure more and more are building their home in there but 
and um, yeah so I was able to obtain that as well that was second hand and I got that for £50 and so I got the both those sheds at the same time and, and so that's been perfect we used to have to take all of our tools to the allotment and uh yeah it was just a little annoying like we were saying the other day actually when we came back from the plot like do you remember when we used to have to take all of our tools every time like carry them and like fit them in between us the kids car seats it was it was wild but you do what you've got to do at the time and so we did that um get so getting the shed and being able to leave the tools behind was amazing and uh it, I, i'm completely amazing to get a free shed that was uh, and in, it was in such good condition as well so i'm actually think i'm going to paint it this coming spring so i'm open to ideas on what color i can paint it <laughs> something fun i think i think i want something fun um, maybe even like a two-tone shed who knows I'm definitely open to ideas and something we're going to do this year is a greenhouse now um, I am in this season of life where I have two very small children my daughter's three my son is one and I don't want to have to go and take down someone's greenhouse um to transport it to put it on my plot and put it back up again and I know that lots of people are giving away greenhouses but I can't find anything that really honestly works I've been looking since last year and so for this coming season unless a miracle happens I am going to I've been doing some research and I know these are not the best <laughs> but hear me out I'm going to get one of the large walk-in plastic ones and I'm going to be able to the position where I'm going to put it is right next to my shed so I'm going to be able to anchor it to my shed I've been doing lots of research into how to sort of anchor them down and make them stronger the good thing is the greenhouse is going to be positioned like I said between the shed but the other side is a big tree. So it's going to be in a good position for being able to sort of stabilise it and anchor it down. Uh, and I've been looking at things on how to sort of like anchor it down at the bottom and weight it. And so that's the plan. Um, I, yeah, I don't have the space or the time to be taking down someone else's greenhouse. It's just not just not able to do it and you know sometimes you just have to draw a line don't you and say like no as much as a free greenhouse is fantastic um I just don't I just can't see how I, we could make it work at this point of our life so for now we're just going to get one of the um cheaper plastic ones and do our utmost I work our absolute hardest to secure it well and it's just going to be secured on three out of the four sides anyway so it'll only be the front so hopefully if you've got any tips please let me know please let me know tips on how to sort of anchor these things better because I obviously don't want it to buckle and blow away uh, but that's what I'm thinking you know also you know like brand new greenhouses if you've ever been in the market for a brand new greenhouse you know that they're not cheap so that's not an option so that's what I'm thinking with the greenhouse I'm actually really excited about it because I haven't done a lot of research I know there are ways to secure them well and uh, as long as 
I've got a bit of a slapdash personality, but my husband is a bit more thorough. So I'm hoping that together we'll be able to come to come to an agreement, find a plan and get this greenhouse in and safe. I don't know when I'm going to buy it. Not yet. It's January and, you know, the windy weather is still to come and I want to give give it the best chance, eh? At least get some time with it in case it buckles and blows away. And, and my, actually, my plan is that at the end of the growing season for this year, I'll actually take it down if that's a possibility um, to preserve it. So not keep it up through the winter although there are people on my um on my allotments that have those kind of greenhouses that do leave them up all the time so maybe because our greenhouse not our greenhouses our allotment and um, the way it's set up it's actually got three three it's like in a triangle basically and it's protected by houses on all three sides does get windy there but I'm just wondering actually to what extent so anyway we'll see that's going to be the plan in terms of the greenhouse and I'm really really looking forward to that because obviously that means that I can go to the plot and like just potter in the greenhouse and so I've picked one I think it's six by four so it's going to be pretty much like the shed and yeah I think as long as I can get it secured well I think it'll be a really good addition to the space firstly it means I don't have to do the seeds at home and it does mean that I don't have to worry about it on the balcony and it'll mean that you know even in you know rain or just a bit naff weather I can just go in the greenhouse and potter around like you know if it rains now when I'm at the plot we all have to like shuffle into the shed and that's great but you can't really there's nothing to do in the shed so having the greenhouse I think will be it'll just be fantastic because you know I can just be in there I can potter around plant some seeds check how my seedlings are getting on I see people on Instagram in their greenhouses and I'm like I want to be in my greenhouse so yeah I think it's going to be a really really nice addition to the plot and you know once we've figured out all the secure stuff to make sure that it's all right I think it'll be a really really nice addition and you know who knows what the future will hold in terms of a greenhouse we, we shall see we shall see so I mentioned earlier about the compost heap and how it was in the middle of our plot when we inherited it we moved it to the end this time last year January 2022 and basically it's it's just a a compost heap made up of wooden pallets and it could be better I kind of have always viewed it as more like just like a bin heap than anything although throwing everything on it that's compostable and it's interesting actually because I always thought like you know it's it's not going to produce anything of any any good quality but actually we have just been redoing the compost heaps and because we have some different ideas we have thought for I think we saw how how things worked last year and we had a bed right in front of the compost heap and it made it impossible oh it was so so annoying so we decided sort of midway through the season that once that bed was done for the year we were quite happy to 
like forego it I guess and have that space in front of the compost heap and then as we sort of thought about it more we decided that okay is there better better things we could use for composting and you know the pallets that we used were pallets that had been there for a long time and were part of the old compost heap and a lot of the wood is rotting and so we went well I popped in just before Christmas and I noticed that one of the sides had come down on one of the compost heaps probably I think in the snow probably the weight of it just it just gave out and so we had a thought about how we would do the compost heap in future and so we thought like could we build another one out of pallets but I actually wanted you know something where I can access the the compost at the bottom and you know to purchase a wooden compost heap just one you know you're talking like 200 pounds and I don't have you know an endless amount of money to plow into the allotment uh, you know or anything so we did some research and we had a very long debate between ourselves over what was the right course of action. You know, was the right thing to use wood? Was using like a plastic bin, you know, was that the right the right route to be going in terms of sustainability? And, you know, ultimately we had to do, we have to work within our means. So in an ideal world, I would be able to either buy or build a, you know, a great wooden compost heap. And I'm not saying that I won't in the future. But, you know, we're in that season of life where with the two small children, a, a lot of what we do at the plot has to work in terms of the time we have available in which to do it. And so we umdenard a lot <laughs> and we ultimately decided to purchase some plastic composting bins we purchased two I don't know we're gonna we're gonna do more than just two compost bins I don't know whether we are going to do a wooden one on top of that or whether we'll have another plastic one I just don't know and um, but I'm was really impressed with you know what the reviews I had about creating good compost and like I said it's just this sort of like balance isn't it you know over what works and what works for you and that's ultimately all you can really do um and we wanted to create a compost area as soon as possible you know actually creating and generating our own compost is incredibly important to us and so we had to it was it was that balance we had to act within sort of like the realms of our finances the realms of what we're actually capable of doing at, in this season of our life with very small children um you know we're tired <laughs> a lot of the time and you know the plot is tiring whether you've got children or not the plot is very tiring and so we had to do what what worked for us and I'm, I'm really pleased with how it looks we're just sort of starting with that really we had the two bins we built them put them up um, and had to start transferring stuff into it but I was really really pleased I've managed to take down of the two wooden um, compost heaps I've managed to clear almost one of them and the compost at the bottom is amazing 
it's so so good quality i was really pleased so i'm actually and this was like an open compost heap right it was like not you know not covered or anything and yeah so i'm really quite pleased with the how i composted like that considering you know we've got uh, you know ideas on how we're going to compost in the future and so the compost bins that we've bought give you access at the bottom so you load into the top and then you can access the compost um, at the bottom so yeah I'm really really pleased with how it's going and we were able to that bed I mentioned we did you know sort of I flatten it down clear it out it's very muddy there at the moment but what we actually found when we started to use that space was that we actually had a lot of space back there and while we need some space to get to the compost heap what we ended up with by getting rid of that that one bed was that we ended up with almost too much space but then that sort of like opened our minds to okay so what else could we do here and at the edge of the compost area we have built three raised beds which weren't in my original plans so I'm really pleased with that because it means that you know I've now got this additional ground space that I didn't expect and obviously as we take down the wooden compost bins as well particularly the one that I've just emptied there's going to be sort of some additional space there too so yeah I, I don't know I, I just don't know what we're going to do as we um as we get further through this project um i don't know whether we're going to sort of rebuild a wooden compost heap like i said or whether we'll go down the plastic route for now i'm just not sure i mean you know this is not like uh i don't plan on making this compost thing like a yearly change up so although yes using plastic not the most sustainable option it's um I'm pleased with the fact that, you know, it's going to be a long-term plan. So, you know, it's not like a single use is basically what I'm saying. I plan for this to be the compost area for, you know, the rest of time. However long we have the plot, however long the bins last, whatever comes first. So, yeah, I'm pleased with how it's looking. I don't know. We do want more compost in space. Like I said, it's a priority of ours. But I think in some of the space where the old compost bins have been as well, I reckon I'm going to be able to get another small raised bed there. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what I'm going to do with all this extra that I um, am finding. But that leads on nicely to sort of like how I'm going to design the plot for this year. And to be honest, it's largely the same. I'm not changing up too much. Some of the things I found last year was pretty much that I, you know, some things worked and some things didn't. And I'm just going to change up a few of a real, real few things to see how I get on. Now, I'm going to share with you some of the stuff that I am going to grow this year. So, um, and I'm, I'll tell you if I grew them last year as well. So, I am going to grow flowers in um, sort of one of my, the long bed. I told you I have a long bed that runs from top to bottom. I'm going to do, at one end of that, I'm going to do, I've got some bulbs planted, some, um, I don't even think, daffodils and things. Um, they're already planted. I'm also not, I'm not really sure what else I'm going to do in this side bed, to be honest. It's, it's one of these things that I love having it there because, you know it's a useful use of the space but 
last year it was one of those spaces that mm, what do I do with it and um, at the other far end the very far end I have a gooseberry bush and a raspberry bush so it's sort of got like you know where my fruit bushes will be and so I'm still thinking on it I'm still thinking on it I'm not sure whether I'm going to get a blackberry bush thinking on it <laughs> um yeah just thinking just thinking I don't quite know how to have it last year I had some pumpkins in it didn't really work well I mean it did they grew um but not the right space for pumpkins um I obviously had the raspberry bush and the gooseberry bush there and that was fine um I tried to grow cucumbers in there it didn't really work uh I had some like salad stuff in there but I had salad stuff somewhere else so again didn't really feel right had my runner beans in there my runner beans didn't didn't do well last year and so it was just one of those beds that I've just got this real like ugh feeling about and I'm just not I'm just not really sure so I need to sort of sit with that I think but I'm also going to grow rhubarb I inherited a good rhubarb patch and I actually grew uh bought an extra rhubarb plant last year so I'm going to continue with that up by the rhubarb as well is um uh, the rhubarb is next to where the old compost bins are and so I was talking about potentially having space for another sort of bed up there like I think probably a raised bed and I might do sunflowers um up there I think the kids would love sunflowers so I'm gonna grow tomatoes again I grew tomatoes last year um in abundance had a wonderful 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 season with tomatoes um and I grew a lot of them from seed and one of my fellow um plot holders actually gave me a load of tomatoes as well and his tomatoes were lush um actually the ones I grew were amazing too very 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 tasty and I actually saved some seeds, dried them out, and um, when the time comes, I've got to hold out, but when the time comes, um, I'm going to replant my seeds from last year. So I'm trying to get this sort of like cycle going. Um, I'm going to grow parsnips again because it's a really good season with parsnips, and we had a lovely abundance of parsnips for our Christmas lunch. I'm going to do lettuce again. I loved, I grew salad bowl lettuce, like, you know, the the one you just like pick the leaves off I like that I also do like the little gems my husband's not so keen on the little gems um so I'm quite happy to you know I don't know that I want to really want to do both I'm going to do potatoes and I, again I did um main crop last year and I think I think I'm going to do early's main crop and maybe even some lates and I'm going to probably switch that up between some in the ground and some in tubs so I had two of those um you know tubs that you like drag dirt around in that broke last year and so I've kept hold of them so I'm potentially thinking I might do some potatoes in there I'm gonna do more sweet corn I only did three sweet corn last year and it's funny funny story I only did three I only germinated three and all year I was telling like anybody who listened like oh yeah I, I only germinated three and I couldn't do any more because I didn't have any more seeds um and I truly believed that until I recently went through my seed box and I was like oh I've got more sweet corn here so I don't know what was going on there but yeah I'm gonna do more sweet corn and the ones I did grow okay <laughs> so the tomatoes I grew last year fantastic lettuce I grew last year fantastic 
Parsnips, fantastic. Potatoes, fantastic. Sweet corn, not so much. Um, the runner beans, not so much. And the cucumbers, I'm horrendous at growing cucumbers. One day I'll break the back of cucumbers, but it wasn't last year or the year before, or the year before that. Um, I'm going to do peas again. Loved doing peas last year. I did early and main crop and that was, they were perfect. I'm going to try garlic this year. And I'm also going to do a bed of beetroot and leek. I did a, uh, a they're great companion plants. Um, I did beetroot and leek last year and the bed was absolutely thriving and um, so I'm not going to do it in the same place obviously because I want to rotate but beetroot and leek was top notch um, and then I am actually going to do runner beans again I'm going to give them a go and uh, what else do I oh I have built one raised bed but I'm actually going to build another and I'm going to use them for my brassicas so I can easily cage them. I did do an in in the ground brassica bed last year, did cover it, made like a DIY cage. It wasn't that successful so I'm going to give it another try in like a raised bed. So we've built one and we're going to have another one next to it and so I want to do like cauliflower, brussels, um broccoli cabbage things like that um and i also want to do onions this year as well also going to build a raised bed for the children and i'm going to let them decide what they want to grow um who knows who knows what they want to grow but we're going to do some flowers all together as a family anyway so whether they want to do vegetables or whether they want to do flowers or a mixture we'll figure it out together and so i guess that's mainly what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do strawberries on the balcony because um I always do strawberries on my balcony I really 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 want to have like a really thriving herb garden I did herbs on the balcony last year I'm not gonna do the herbs on the balcony this year but I've got one of those herb pots you know where you've got like several layers and they like poke out in different places <laughs> you know what I mean um so I'm going to probably take that to the plot and I'm going to have herbs in that. But I might also do herbs in a raised bed. And then on the balcony, I might do some herbs. I saw this great thing and I think it was like a like modern garden magazine. But it basically showed, you know, those hanging things you can get that have pockets in them it was basically like using one of them on like a balcony or hanging it on a wall or whatever and you grow your herbs in the little pockets and I, I saw that and I was like oh I'd love to give that a go on my balcony so I think I'm going to try that on my balcony and then have like a much more extensive herb garden somewhere on the plot probably in a raised bed and also in that pot I was saying about so that's the plans for that I you know I love using herbs I love I mean I just love using my own produce and so um yeah I'm just excited for this coming season it's that time of year where you know I get back at the plot and start evaluating like okay what heavy work do we need to do to get this place ready for growing season and this year I want to kind of have a bit more of an all-round so what I did and um, last year was you know by autumn it was very much putting everything to bed and I wasn't growing anything or overwintering anything and so um, I want to 
think more about the things that I can grow sort of later in the season over the winter um, and things like that. So, yeah, I'm hoping to make this sort of like perpetual plot and see how that goes. Other than that as well, I, I do have a cold frame to put up. I don't quite know where I'm going to put that yet. Lots of things sort of still thinking about, still a work in progress. So, yeah, it will just be fun to see how it how it comes together it's nice to have a few little bits to change but you know I don't I don't intend to make that like a constant every I'm not moving the compost heap every year put it that way but so I'm hoping some of these changes will be some sort of more permanent ones and it's just nice actually to have done that first year and tried everything I tried growing so much last year and it was nice to do that and to try all these different things and figure out what firstly what I enjoyed actually above everything else what I enjoyed growing and what I didn't so for example radishes I don't like radishes I grew them in abundance because they're easy to grow right I grew them in absolute abundance and that's great and I might actually still grow some this year because I tell you what I noticed is because I left them uncovered the slugs and snails all flocked to it and um, kept away from the rest of my plants because that's something I I am an organic gardener I don't I don't use anything to deter pests other than you know like I put my brassicas in a cage um, I don't use chemicals and I just like my plot to be part of this ecosystem it is this sort of living breathing place that um, you know, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to put chemicals there, I don't want chemicals in my food, like, that's one of the things that I'm hugely passionate, hugely, hugely, hugely passionate about, is I don't want chemicals in my food, it's why I want to grow my own, so I certainly don't, you know, I don't want, um, to be putting slug repellent, I mean, I know that's banned and stuff, but, you know, I don't want to be putting these things down, I don't want that in my body, I don't want it in the soil where I grow my food, and, so yeah, it's um, a, a common question I get actually is how do I avoid pests? And the simple answer is I don't. Uh, they live there too and we just sort of figure it out and work together. So that was a lovely long episode. I knew once I got started, I would be so excited to share what I was doing for the coming year. So you can follow me over on Instagram. My Instagram username is at lifeonplot44 and you can find everything about life on plot 44 funnily enough it's not just an allotment account i do share a lot of allotment stuff there but i also share about slow and simple living seasonal living not so much motherhood maybe a bit of motherhood from my perspective but just just our life and the things we're passionate about and the plot is a huge huge part of that and obviously over the winter it's a little less because we're not there so much but you know as the season ramps up we spend a lot of time out and about and at the plot so There'll, you'll definitely see lots more allotment content. Something else that I've just started doing as well is sharing our allotment adventures on YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to keep it strictly for allotment stuff, but at least the first two videos I've put up have been allotment related. So you can head over there. I will leave the link in the show notes because I don't know what that is off the top of my head or even if it's something, I'd, yeah, I don't even know what my username is probably life on plot 44 but I couldn't guarantee it I'll tell you that 
So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to connect with you on Instagram, on YouTube. Leave me a question. I believe you can leave me a question on this podcast if you're listening on Spotify. And yeah, let's just connect. And, uh, you know, community is so important to me. And I'm so grateful for each and every one of you who listen. I, I occasionally check in with my stats and it's so fun to see people actually listening. Or when you guys message me on Instagram and say, I'm just listening to your podcast. I'm always blown away. So thank you ever so much for all your support um, and enabling me to just sit here and chat. I love it. I I love nothing more. So thank you again. And I will catch you in the next episode.